0: So you may be looking at the title of this show today and wondering, what does that mean? Well, stick around. I'm not we're not getting into it now. Basically, the idea is that today is basically the biggest day in motorsports. Three crown jewel events. Um Maybe you don't really understand what that means. Three events that everybody that participates wants to win, and there must-see events every single time they come around, are happening today. We're going to be talking about that in college football terms later. Stick around for that. we got a lot more. A busy show today on Sunday the 28th. So, with that, let's just go ahead and uh, get right into it.
1: That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on.
0: Personal file, 69. Offense. He's giving them the business.
2: Oh, a claim. These people don't care. Love you, honey. Alright, guys. Like I
0: said, it's Sunday, May 28th. I'm going at this at a different approach today. If it wasn't obvious from the intro, a little more professional. We're gonna we're gonna try something new. I'm, I want want to see how this works today. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna try something a little different. And if it continues to work that way, we're gonna we're gonna continue with it because I think this show becoming you know you know just cinching them up a little bit might turn a bit of a corner. But we'll see.
2: I don't anyway. like wearing suits and ties. Why are you trying to button me up, man?
0: I'm not wearing a suit and tie. Oh, I'd I'm not really, either. I am not wearing a suit. And you're talking tie
2: about you're channel. talking about the show getting buttoned up. That's what yeah, you're talking? Yeah, about. Yeah. on. let me see if I can. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's see how this looks. I, out. How does I it don't work? I think anybody. Are you wants are you tying a bow tie?
1: Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't <laughs> Come think on. anybody was, wants yeah. to see me tie this shirt. Same with you, BJ. Yeah, yeah was just, a, I was just—I was just—I was saying um,
2: I was say it probably wouldn't be a good look, especially since I'm already rocking the Daisy Dukes. I probably shouldn't tie this off and into like a crop top have, or whatever.
0: Have the chesticles hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, look, this show's still <laughs> going to be fun-loving and. and and, and good, but we are going to take a little bit more of a, a little more of a no shit approach to everything, and and see what happens. I think it could work out today. So, with that said, we're going to lead off today. Forget all the news. Um, enjoy your holiday weekend. Obviously, you know, everybody gets a long weekend. Enjoy it, but do not lose sight of what this weekend's really about, and that's all the ones that have. Uh, have been lost overseas and and throughout the entire course of our military, not just as of the last 20, 23 years, but, uh, even beyond that, I mean, don't, don't lose sight of, of what this is for. this is for a way of honoring and thanking everybody who served their country, um, honorably over, over the entirety of its existence without, without people like that, we wouldn't be where we are today. And, um, that's what this weekend is about.
2: So, I think it's I think it's said best that Veterans Day you you thank a veteran for their service. Yep. Memorial Day you thank them for their sacrifice. I think that's the best way you can sum it up.
0: Absolutely. And um, so yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Please enjoy your weekends. Do not do anything stupid. Please no drinking and driving. I know drinking is going to be a very fun party tomorrow, but. Make sure you do it responsibly and properly. Um,
2: Sounds like you're targeting one school in particular with this message, Tyler. Is that? No, is that no, no, no,
0: no, no, no comment. Not, not with this. Okay. Not with this. Um, it's, a, it's a serious, you no, know, I, I, understand. I don't, Absolutely. I don't want to, don't want to get too far into it. It just, I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's yeah. make sure, make sure when you are spending time with friends, family, all that, and the other, having your cookouts, barbecues, you drink and drink it responsibly, and yes. um, get back mm-hmm. safely. Okay,
2: um, 100%, 100%, yes.
0: It's not worth it. Anyways, with that said, you were talking about one school in particular, and I guess we can go mm-hmm. ahead and get to them. Now, they have not had a rash of DUIs, but they have had a rash of reckless driving. And the UGA president and athletic directors have both – Um of addressed this uh situation um i'm gonna read a little bit of this right here so let me see here this is uh iowa or sorry georgia president uh jerry moorhead i don't know if i'm saying that right
2: i could be mistaken. i think i think you are feel
0: free to correct me um we obviously want our student athletes to obey the law and to follow the rules and regulations, as we want all of our students in the university to do. But there are growing pains with young people, and so I'm confident Coach Smart would continue to address these issues as they rise. Um, Where I said, I know, I know that Coach Smart is addressing it, but I leave it up to him to determine what he wants to say publicly. And not say publicly, I trust his judgment in that regard. Um, Trying to just pick through this here. Um When asked how he thought the athletic department handled the aftermath of the uh, incident on January 15th, he said, I think it's been very mature, steady, and thoughtful. We've had a great relationship through that process, discussing our response. You obviously never want to go through a situation of that nature, but when you go through it, you want to be working with someone who you have great confidence that they're making good decisions. Um, The athletic director. I've
2: got it, I think.
0: I got Josh Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I literally had his name the other day, too. I got to to write that stuff down so I don't lose it. Um, This is what he just said. Um, I think you just I think you would as a parent. You want to look at every lever you can pull to try. There's obviously disciplinary measures. Um, There's educational measures. We're going to look to intensify all these efforts because I don't think. It's just one thing you, you can do. There's discipline. There's education, and I think there's no shortage of things we're doing to keep. We're going to keep doing to rectify this problem. Sorry, I'm reading like garbage this morning. Um, of course, George is among several entities being sued for forty million dollars by the father of Devin Willock in a wrongful death civil suit. Um. Yeah, so uh, one last thing. Ah, Never mind, not worth being a part of this. Um, Look, as an athletic director, as a president of a university, you have to continue to support those who are at your school. You have to support your people. That goes without saying. Mm -hmm. They're doing a very good job of not saying too much and not saying too little. They're saying what needs to be said, and they're kind of leaving the other stuff to, to chance for the time being and leaving it out there. What I think is going to happen, I think there are going to be suspensions for all of these players involved, um, as there should be. I mean, you can't you can't have this continue to happen again. As I've said before, and I'm not going to try to beat this to death again today, yeah. you can't have this continue to happen and continue to let it go and then not do anything about it. It's so such a bad example of the wrong precedent. You got to make an example um, and... Unfortunately, there's multiple of them to, to do that with. So, thankfully, their schedule is as easy as anything I've seen recently. Uh, matches Michigan's schedule last year and this year, honestly. So, um, yeah, I mean, good good on them to say something, but let's, let's see what actions are taken later on down the road.
2: Yeah, I, I think they're saying the right things, and I, I have confidence that they're not – you know, just saying this for like lip service or anything like that. I I think that they do, you know, they are kind of a little bit at least worried about, you know, this recent string of things, but at the same time, I mean, it's not like this was prevalent, you know, when Kirby smart first started. I think that this is just something that, you know, you've got, you've had a whole lot of success here the past couple of years and especially this, this past year, um, And, you know, I mean, if we're trying to get into the mindset outside of maybe Tyler, who's still in that age range a little bit, if we're trying to get into the mindset of what a college athlete, you know, between the ages of 18 to 23 ish, um, what they're, what's going through their heads, you know, especially after a whole lot of success, you know, I mean, it's, it's impossible to say, you know, what they're thinking, but you know they're young they they'll make mistakes and you know i i'm glad for their behalf that they've got a coach they've got a university system that is concerned about them and is you know not you know hanging them out to dry they do care about mm-hmm. them and and want to get them support so that these things don't continue to happen it's just been a weird off season and i don't mean that in the negative way about you know well how we normally say there's no true off season it's been a weird non-playing season, you know, with, with all this stuff that's gone on for them. And I, I don't know if it's just that they have had so much success and they just don't know how to handle that as, as you know, in the, if, if they're not emotionally mature enough to handle all the successes that they've had or what the problem has been. Yeah,
0: absolutely. yeah. Anyways, moving, Forward from this, we'll go ahead and just take a quick second to talk about a couple. Well, just a quick ad. Uh, Mackenzie Milton, uh, obviously ended his playing career at Florida State after a devastating injury at UCF, um, is now joining the Tennessee staff as a analyst. So, really cool stuff there. Good to see him continuing within the college sport. I don't know exactly what all his uh, title will entail there, but. Um, good to see that he's not just completely out of the sport. Honestly, um, it was a great comeback story a couple years ago, and to yeah. see him, mm-hmm. see him back, going to be on the sidelines now. I think he'd make a pretty, a pretty good coach. But what do I know? I've got I see it first.
2: So. Hey, he's going to be an offensive and an analyst. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got that word out right. Um, obviously, the two were together at UCF between. Uh, 2018 and Mm -hmm. 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, I think he's got pretty good, you know, success. I mean, he's the quarterback that made the machine work at UCF. And, you know, I mean, if one day when Hendon Hooker's playing career is over, if he wants to get into coaching, he might have a similar, you know, spot under Heupel as well.
1: Yeah, and we saw him put up a lot of big numbers there in Heupel's system. He knows it well. So it's a great Start for his coaching career as well.
2: You know, I don't think he really got to play a whole lot because that 2018 season that was the first with Heupel was when he had that injury that That forced partial amputation of his leg. And then the the next two seasons he was out because of that before he went to Florida State to uh, play his last season there.
0: Absolutely. Last little bit, and some may rejoice hearing this news. Iowa Athletic Director Gary Barta is going to retire on August 1st. And, man, after last year's playoff <laughs> uh, episodes or whatever you want to say every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean. I, I prepared look, a, I prepared a song for this, Tyler. Can you feel a brand new day? Sorry.
0: Man. Um, look, I mean, he's had a great career, uh, obviously. is kind of. Has done some good things with Iowa in general, uh, all across the board. I mean, it's not like just one program's flourished under him. Uh, Their baseball program, their wrestling programs, Mm -hmm. their basketball program has even started to come alive during the last five, ten years. So, I think things have gotten pretty good over there, honestly. And
1: They took a step in the right direction.
0: Man, I'm not going to miss every two. And uh, obviously, the playoff committees are different every year, so that's... Not like we'd see him again, but man, I'm not gonna miss last year's Tuesday night episodes where he'd answer a question that wasn't asked. Man, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's gonna be nice. So he he was uh,
2: he was AD for 17 years, which I guess I didn't realize how long he'd actually been in that yeah. job for.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time over in Iowa City.
2: Since the fall of 2020, Iowa has won 11 different Big Ten championship titles. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And uh, Not only that, I guess we haven't mentioned it, um, but we probably could and should. Um, USC's athletic director, uh, Mike Bone, I believe was his name. Yeah. Um, Bone, sorry, has had stepped down as well uh, at USC, which there's been some stories that come out, and I'm not trying to run this dude in the ground. Every other news outlet's doing it themselves, but there's been some news about some... Uh, Toxic situations within with from this guy mm-hmm. uh, back in those days at Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. um, that's two pretty high-profile schools that are looking for something brand new. Another quick note: no need for a banner for it. But uh, Shiloh Sanders, if it it wasn't official yet, but he is going to be joining uh, the Colorado football team. Shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, but it hadn't mm-hmm. happened yet, so worth saying at this point now i guess right yeah um all right with that said we'll go ahead and get into our actual discussion topics. we got two of them we're going to start with the first one which is the less uh the non-title of this so i come across an article uh talking about 10 spring transfer portal winners uh not named colorado so Let's go ahead and take a look. And the first one uh, comes up here as okay. This is an alphabetical order, so thankfully, because I don't see this as one of them, but
2: no, I don't either. Uh, Alabama
0: is at the top of this list by letter and name alone. Um, for commitments like Tyler Buckner, Trey Amos, and Jalen Key. I don't know. I want to see who else is on this list before we, before I dig too hard here. Arkansas got a uh, legendary name tight end Barkey's Gums from North Texas. Uh, Love it. They also got another tight end Francis Sherman from Louisville, uh, Anthony Booker Jr. out of Maryland, Kevy Rose from Louisiana Tech, Gene Thomas from Cincy. A.J. Brothwaite Jr. from Western Kentucky, Jaheem Singletary from Georgia, and Keon Stewart from TCU. Now, Arkansas did add a lot. Uh, definitely a winner here in my mm-hmm. mind. I think so. We continue. Uh, Auburn on this list, and I think I think the ad of Peyton Thorne, Caleb Burton, um, two Big Ten ads. They also got Shane Hooks from Jackson State, uh, Jair Shorter from North Texas, Jaden Muskrat from Tulsa, uh, Steven Sings the Fifth, from Liberty, Jalen McLeod from App State, and Larry Nixon, a third from North Texas. I'm telling you right now, Jalen McLeod is an underrated ad. Mm-hmm. Auburn, definitely a winner in the portal. Cal, new commits, quarterback Ben Finley, a guy that's going to immediately walk in and replace Jack Plummer and play really well. Ben Finley, Finley, of course, the younger brother of Ryan Finley.
2: Mm-hmm. Shocked
0: he even left NC State to be I sure. am too. Oh, I speaking. really am. Dallas is a, surprise. Uh, a fresh new start out in Cal. They also got King Doru from Purdue. Uh, not one of my favorite ads, but that's understandable. Um, Isaiah Fonzie from San Jose State, uh, Tosh Davis from Washington, Marcus Dorch from Mississippi State, Matthew Wyckoff, an uh, offensive lineman from a and Texas A&M, that is. Uh, Patrick Morris, a DB from San Diego State, and Marcus Scott II, a DB from Missouri. Good ads. I think they're definitely on the side of winner. If not specifically for Ben Finley, I think that's a great ad at quarterback. And it really doesn't drop you that far, Um, honestly. A a good ad for – I'm going to be real mad if I get this wrong, but this is still Justin Wilcox, right? Yes. Good, good. Glad I was right.
2: Um, I'm going to be interested to watch that QB battle in the summer – Practices between Sam Jackson and Ben Vinley. Uh We saw yeah. Sam Jackson, the TCU transfer. Uh, you know, he looked like he was the starter at least in the spring game. A uh, few, I guess it's been about a month or two now. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, he's looked good. He looks like he could run the offense well. But it really just depends on what Cal's wanting. Do they want more of that steady pocket passer like they've had with Goff and 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 others in the past, or do they want the mobility of, of Jackson as their quarterback? I'm not sure, but it's going to be interesting either way. And, and Cal may be, you know, improving more than than we thought just based on this transfer portal class alone.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They could be could be getting moving forward a little bit. Um, Louisville adds Brady Allen from Purdue, which I'm not. Nobody should be surprised that a quarterback from Purdue. No, going with Jeff Brown. Um, yeah. Tight end Joey Gatewood, uh, if you recognize that name. That's because he was formerly a quarterback and formerly at Auburn and also formerly at UCF. we yeah. are now going to uh, Louisville. Offensive lineman Vincent Lumia from Duquesne. I have not seen or heard anything about him, so I'm not going to say much there. Offensive lineman Eric Miller from Purdue. Uh, lineman Lance Robinson from Houston. Trayvon Sylvester, another lineman from Houston. Another lineman, Willie Tyler the third from Rutgers. Uh, finally, oh, well, wow. linebacker Keith Brown from Oregon, uh, Storm Duck from Penn State. Yeah, that's
2: what I was just about to say. I didn't realize he yeah. went over to Louisville.
0: Yeah, that's his third team, and yeah, as many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive back Cameron Riley from Virginia and Marcus Washington Jr. from Georgia. Louisville is going to be much improved. They're a team that I'm. I'm starting to do my predictions for this season, and they're a team that I'm like I'm, I'm holding off on because I don't want to do too much. I don't want to do too little. But they're, they're getting the look. They're getting a big-time look this year. They've got – and Jack Plummer coming in too. I mean, that's – doesn't even begin to talk about it. Um, now, obviously, they're talking about spring portal ads, which is why Brady Allen and all these guys. Mm-hmm. But um, Jack Plummer coming in is probably going to be the starter in year one but for Jeff Rom this year. Gotta got to love it. LSU's on here, and they didn't add a lot this spring. But what they added was really good, and that's Logan Diggs, Mason Lunsford, and Andre Sam.
2: They didn't All really have to add a whole lot. They there, didn't have to,
0: but a good running back makes this offense even more
2: scary. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I mean, LSU's a team right now that I think if you look at everything, I think they're either second or third in odds to win the SEC, and they're top five in odds to win the national championship. They're absolutely rolling right now. Brian Kelly's got them in a good spot. And I, I think that year two in this new regime could prove to be fruitful. And we might even be talking playoffs for LSU by the time late November comes around. Definitely a win. Although
2: mm-hmm. minor. A Slight win. win. Yeah. Yes.
0: Miami on here. They got A.J. Allen from Nebraska, a running back, uh, wide receiver Tyler Harrell, we just talked about in the episode, I believe, on Wednesday. Yeah. Anthony Campbell from ULM, a defensive lineman. Jaden Davis, uh, not the quarterback, the defensive back, and a transfer from Oklahoma, and Jadice Richard from Vanderbilt. I don't know that I love this in terms of just spring additions. Tyler Harrell probably bumps this up, but I, I, was, I stay neutral. I, I think it's closer to a win because you get it – Immediate um, added receiver to, to go for Van Dyke. Yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. not not loving it. Not hating it.
2: I think I like Anthony Campbell's addition a little bit more than than anything else they did. I think he's got yeah. a lot of a lot of great size and could be a real menace for this Hurricanes uh, defensive squad.
0: Haven't seen anything from him, and but I haven't I also haven't been looking at Miami yet. So mm-hmm. once I get to it, maybe
1: that'll. Be something we discuss. Uh, yeah. At the same time, we've seen schools add way less. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Purdue's on this list, and I'm not going to name everybody on this list because there's a lot. They got guys like Bennett mm-hmm. Meredith from Arizona State. Uh, yeah. I mean, really, this is a. I, I don't see this as a win, honestly. This is a lot of guys that. Weren't starters elsewhere, and with Purdue losing with the portal and everything, brand new head coach uh, for Ryan Walters this season. I mean, good for Hudson Card. He does have another couple good wide receivers, uh, Jamal Adreen and mm-hmm. uh, Corey Gamage. But I don't know that I'm really loving this, if I'm being honest. I think this is kind of like one of those, like you added so many people that we have to put you on this list.
2: Yeah, because they lost so many people.
0: Yeah. I, I just, I like quantity.
2: Yeah. I like Jamal Edrine. Um, I like the addition of him at least, yeah. uh, for, for Hudson card.
0: I mean, I, all these are good. It's just, does mm-hmm. this really take them from, I mean, honestly, a team that I could see going. Oh, and 12 to a team that gets to four or five wins. I mean, I'm not even going to stretch the bowl game, but does it do that? And I, I don't know that it really does. Um, off the top of my head, right now,
2: we'll have to see. It's it's going to be-
0: something. We'll definitely come back to, and I, I'll gladly yeah. be wrong if I put them at you know two wins or less. I'll gladly sit here and say I was wrong, just like I did with Texas Tech. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like I did with Texas Tech, and we yeah. all did with Texas Tech, really. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, SMU, this one, one hundred percent a winner. Not only that, they were a mm-hmm. top eleven, I believe, transfer portal class. So far, at this very time, I believe they were their eleventh or twelfth right now, just outside. After the winter uh, transfer portal window, they were in the top six. Mm-hmm. At six, mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were looking great. They continue to add. They got Jordan Hudson from TCU. They got Micah Hiltz from Texas State. Offensive of lineman Caleb Johnson, which is huge, uh, just yeah. a phenomenal. Add SMU is twelfth. Either way, great 12th, class. Even yeah, top, top twelve. Dozen. yeah. Yeah. Two defensive linemen and Cam Robertson from North Texas and Corey Robertson, Corey Roberson from Oklahoma. Kobe Wilson, a linebacker from Temple, defensive backs, Kyron Chambers, TCU, and Keyshawn Mills, Colorado, and then a punter, Isaac Pearson, from Texas. Nonetheless, um, these the wide receiver and tight end ads, huge for Preston Stone, man. When I, I'm, I'm telling you, we've we've had this conversation before. SMU's my favorite in the New Year's Six battle out of group of five right now. And Preston Stone, if not on the list, he's definitely a long shot for me on the Heisman list and what he could potentially do down there. He's a solid dark horse candidate. The thing that's going to hurt him is strength of schedule and what they do outside. But two big games against one Oklahoma and one TCU Mm -hmm. put him right in the conversation from the jump.
2: Yeah, Jordan Hudson is is gonna be that guy like Rasheed Rice has been the past couple of years in SMU's offense, and I'm excited. I, I thought he was gonna be you know pretty good for us, but I, I know we we made a lot of additions after our run to the to the title game, and it kind of you know forced him down further down on the depth chart. I'm I'm more than happy with him getting the shot at SMU to prove that he's got the the talent and capability that he does, and I'm just hoping that he doesn't torch our asses when they play. At us in uh, yeah. in September,
0: absolutely. And then we'll talk about USC. They got Emmanuel Pregnon from Wyoming, uh, defensive back Traquan Fagans from Alabama, and then of course the biggest name was Bear Alexander from
2: Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think
0: they're on this list because of Bear Alexander, and I'm totally okay with them being on this list. But I just don't think that I don't think that one player makes them a full on winner uh, like some of these other teams. Yeah. But yeah. just enough on teetering over the line to be considered one. Now, my question becomes, who's not on this list that probably should be? I've got to say Florida State.
2: Yeah, um, I think so, too.
0: But maybe I'm also thinking full-on, like, transfer portal overall.
2: Yeah, since it started and, in, and in maybe
0: the I'm, – Maybe I'm a little ahead of myself here, but, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure who in the spring because Michigan picked up a lot in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Florida State I picked that I, out, so I mean, up in the winter.
1: I I know that I've been thinking like full full transfer portal season versus that. Just the spring, putting that caveat on doesn't really add that much of a difference, honestly, in my mind. Um but another school maybe slightly biased, but I know Arizona State has done a good job in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. Um there there's a few other schools though that come to my mind.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I think that just looking through some of the comments, Florida state is a name that popped up. I, th- I think that that was, um, you know, I think that is probably the biggest snub out of all, but they've had a great, Absolutely. they've had a great run going back to the start of the transport window. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people are missing is that this is just since the spring transfer portal window open. So Teams like Kentucky that have had a great off-season transfer portal additions aren't going to be here because they got all of that done before the spring transfer portal window opened. Um, you know, looking at some other, like you know, Florida, um, you know, they didn't do a whole lot after the yeah. the winter transfer portal. Um, yeah, I was about
0: to say so- maybe we'll come back to this and maybe. Maybe by the time I'm settled uh, in like two weeks, we'll come back to this and we'll do an overall transfer portal deal. Mm-hmm. But that means we're going to have to get together and actually have this ready to go so we can produce our, our top 10 in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are a little more underrated than what we're seeing. So probably no top 10 portal classes. Um, anyways, with that, I, I, you talked about reading the comments and I just want to point these, this one comment out because I think it's funny. Um, Here's what we said. Um, I simply refuse to believe that Tyler Buckner will be the starting quarterback for Alabama. It does not compute, and so and so must be some kind of wily feint from old Nick. Uh, first response goes: Watch where he beats South Carolina after three month layoff. Uh, I'm familiar. I don't think I missed a Notre game, Notre Dame game last season. Seven touchdowns, two for the other team. Is a performance you're excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, when I talk about a heartbreaking game, man, I, we were doing a show live while that game was going on, and it, dude, you could visibly see my heart sink. Was it during the game, or were we doing a quiz? We were
2: yeah, a see. quiz. It was a quiz. You could visibly
0: see. If you go back, yeah. I don't remember which one we were doing, um, but if you go back and watch, I think it might have been Cam's uh, bullshit defensive no, awards quiz.
2: No, 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 um, no, that was that was like the first one. Um, I know which one we're talking about. Um...
0: I'm pretty uh, sure was Campbell it was Run. it
2: I thought it was Collins that he was hosting. What was going know. on at that time? Nonetheless,
0: nonetheless, you, if you find it, it's it's in a playlist on our on our channel. Uh, no, uh, it's in a playlist on our channel. You can watch me go from excited. It was twenty-one-seven when we started this quiz, and next thing I know, South Carolina is losing 45-38. and I'm like, oh my god! Just up and down. Talk about a roller coaster game. Um, yeah. Definitely top ten uh, the bowl season last year though. Even yeah. even in a loss, I can accept it was a good game.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. you were you were like you were excited when the quiz started, and then like your answers like slowly but surely become like more pissed off as as the as the quiz goes along. It was a rough. Time. Yeah. It was rough. I, 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 we, we he was a do,
1: genuine ray of sunshine We need
2: to figure out We need to do another one of those I, I know we did kind of a live We might, we might
0: get something going here Soon I, I feel like there might be something to do I I almost did one this weekend uh, Regarding the um, motorsport stuff going on this weekend I almost mm-hmm. thought about doing one A quiz on all three of the crown jewel events
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, From Monaco 8500 and Cove 600 Decided not to do that um, that's a problem. Sorry, the Indy Five Hundred is about to start, and uh, there's a crowd oh, yeah, there's and I know who it is, and it's upsetting. Anyways, <clears throat> <clears throat> lastly, college football's crown jewels. What are they? And now let's not go for the obvious answer because I'm going to lay it out here from the start, and we can even say it on three if you want to. But it's the Rose Bowl.
2: Yeah.
0: 100%. No 100% be the Rose Everybody Bowl, yeah. that plays in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 during a normal year, which we'll never have again after next year, will would say the Rose Bowl. But I have to ask, what else goes on that list? And, you know, it can be anything from a week to a specific event to anything. I think – so the Rose Bowl goes on there for a lot of reasons. One, because you obviously get – it, it's a big-time festivity. It's, it's a Rose Parade. It's game – I mean, and it's all the pageantry that comes with it. I think mm-hmm. it's the it's history Nobody. Uh,
2: yeah, the granddaddy of them all for a reason.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we talk about games that are not New Year's Six related and bowl games, I mean, there's a couple that come to mind. I think the Liberty Bowl is on that list because of how, how long it's been around. I mean, the Liberty Bowl is one of the oldest bowl games out there. Sun same Bowl. With, same with the Holiday Bowl. Same with the Sun Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that those would qualify as crown jewels. I think those would just no. be like if you get there, it's really cool to win, but that's about it.
2: I think I think the one, the reason why you have like the the New Year six the bowl games that they chose are because of the historic significance so of, of all of them.
0: I think so too, and they and they've been that way for. I mean, they were BCS bowl games at the time mm-hmm. uh, during the BCS run, and then it was just no, There was a time where they were the only bowl games uh, before the participation yeah. and,
2: that and that's how they crown. decided the national championship based on yeah. those bowl games.
0: Yeah, and um, so I mean, yeah, any of the New Year's Six I think goes in that list. Uh, Rose Bowl is probably my top, but I'd say the Cotton Bowl's on there probably as a mm-hmm. as an easy second.
2: Yeah, and I just I hate that I never shaker, got to see orange. a Cotton Bowl at the Cotton Bowl Stadium. I've seen games at the Cotton Bowl Stadium, and I've seen Cotton Bowl game at, at yeah. Jerry World, but
0: now obviously each team has their own game games that go on that list. Obviously, Army Navy is mm-hmm. is sacred to all. It should never be yeah. anything different. We talked about Florida Georgia. That's a big game for mm-hmm. those teams, especially when they're both really good. Like the Matthew stafford Tim Tebow games were amazing. Red, Red
2: Red River Shootout.
0: Yep that that game's amazing. The Ohio State Michigan. I mean, mm-hmm. all those are great.
2: The Iron Bowl. Yeah,
0: I, I think Rivalry Week as a whole
2: mm-hmm. goes it's on incredible. that list. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, goes on that list. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's special to everybody and i think that's what i'm going for here not just the not just is it a huge game like what does it actually mean to everybody and i think that's that's easy to go on there what about the kickoff games that are at neutral site do we consider those to be that special
2: i don't know i don't know that i do because in if you think about it it I mean, really, some of them are
0: just is, glorified home games, but yeah, yeah,
2: like it really Michigan is
0: Florida and in, in Cowboy Stadium a few years ago was actually mm-hmm. a really fun game and it was a yeah, really mm-hmm. cool atmosphere.
2: It, it really is something that is significantly new to college football, though. They have yeah. not been doing this, yeah. you know, long enough that I feel like it's a well, crown jewel of the sport. I the mean, only, obviously, you want to start your season with off with as a much win
1: emphasis on it because yeah. they've been happening for years. I, I went back and played. 04 and 05 respectively. Mm-hmm. This off season, multiple times, and they had them, but it just was like my like. So I think way. about this. My first time really remembering neutral site games
0: in, in, in week one mm-hmm. is when Boise State started it.
2: Yes, yeah. That's who I look at, and it that's been about 15 years.
0: Yeah. 2009, and, and, yeah. Uh, 2009 was the first that, one when they played either Virginia Georgia? or Georgia. I think it was Georgia yeah, Virginia first. Virginia Tech
2: was the first one. Virginia, oh, Virginia Tech was, Tech
0: first, was first. First. Yeah, okay. that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the then that recently. followed up. And then it ended up being Michigan and Alabama played in Cowboy Stadium, I believe, mm-hmm. in
2: 2012. I remember TCU-LSU played in 2013. TCU and Oregon State started, I think, the year that we won the Rose Bowl. LSU and uh, Wisconsin 22.
0: and Lambeau Field a while
2: mm-hmm. back. LSU and Oregon played – like I think immediately after the national championship game, they were in Cowboy Stadium to start yeah. the next season.
0: Yeah. So I mean there's
1: I mean think about it. They have been there. Oklahoma, I don't know.
2: Oklahoma State, Florida State in 2014.
1: Yeah. There's plenty yeah, and, of them. I, I don't know. And even at that, the only reason why Boise State did that was because they kept on going to teams and it's like we don't it even wouldn't do a home and home. Want, we don't even necessarily want a home and home. We'll go to your place and play. And teams were like, no, we're not going to do that. So you can thank them for that.
0: Green flag at the Indy 500, man. Nothing better. Nothing cooler in the world. Anyways, um, I think the ultimate agreement, though, Rose Bowl.
2: Rose Bowl, absolutely.
0: Good enough. Even in the playoff, I think it's still going to be special. It may not be as special, but I think it's still going to be up there.
2: Well, just think about this. I mean, you, you, we've, we've had, what, this is the past couple of years, it has not been – we haven't had the true Rose Bowl playoff game since the game between Oklahoma and Georgia, right? Like the past couple times. And then the last time it was a playoff semifinal game, it wasn't even played in California because of COVID. It was played at the uh, Cowboy Stadium or AT&T Stadium in, in Arlington. So the Rose Bowl the,
1: at Jerry World.
2: The past few years that we've had like the true Rose Bowl – it has been the same as it always was Pack, pack 10, big 12, you know, big 10, big pack 12, I should say. Um, But it's, so it's been, you know, pretty, pretty consistent as it has been in the past. And so you've kept that tradition alive. So the past three or four times that we've had the the Rose bowl game and the Rose bowl parade and, and festivities and everything like that, it has been a crown jewel. And so I, I think we've really, you know, as as much as we talk about the playoff and everything, you you all three of us with the last two seasons that we've talked about these, you know, games that in the playoff and then the New Year six definitely talked about the Rose Bowl as much as the playoff, I feel like. Yeah. For a reason.
0: Here's a question. I just thought of this. Okay. Remember how I'm putting that down when we're done after this. Remember how the BCS had games at a current New Year Six bowl? You? They play the BCS championship at either the Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl, mm-hmm. any of the above. Take your pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? What is this obsession with going to NFL stadiums now and going to these other state? Like, what? Well, why? I don't see.
2: That, it. Doesn't make sense to me. I, I like the I like the national championship game. I like the when days they played at- it at
0: the Rose Bowl. Yeah, played at the Orange Bowl. Yeah, and stuff. And some of those are NFL I stadiums. I understand. I agree.
2: That. Yeah, but
0: like, I, we don't need SoFi Stadium. Don't take yeah. that away from the Rose. Bowl. No, the Rose Bowl's amazing.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think th- I think it's just because I mean, you saw like in Indianapolis, you've seen it at SoFi, you've seen at Tampa Bay and Raymond James. I think that the thing about it is is that because they are wanting you know this to be like the the playoff semifinals are part of the you know the the New Year Six bowl games. They want the championship game to be able to rotate, kind of like the Super Bowl does. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but you know that's what they think is is going to do well, and I guess it's worked out because they've gotten a lot of more profits from them. But
0: yeah, not
2: a. I'm not a not fan, fan either.
0: Well, anyways, been a good week, honestly.
2: Yeah, this oh. week's
0: going to be, hellacious.
2: Yes. Uh, So we were just about to say um, scheduling note. We talked about it last week. We were unsure about Loudmouth Weekly. We will be doing it. It will not be on Monday night. It will be Tuesday. Uh, Stand by. We'll try to get a tweet out about the potential timing, but we're probably going to be doing it earlier in the afternoon Tuesday because, I mean, as much as has happened this, this week in the world of sports, I mean, you just talked about last night with Derek white saving the Celtics season with less than half a second to go. I mean, we're going to talk about it because game seven is Monday night. Anyway, we'll need to, that's going to directly affect the finals that start on Thursday. Um, and so we're, we're going to be doing a show. It will be thir- or Tuesday afternoon sometime, probably a little bit earlier than our normal time that we're live for on, on Mondays, but uh, we'll definitely get a tweet out and, and send some stuff on social media, but we will be doing, Loudmouth Weekly this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, with that, we'll be back. No, su- we'll be back,
2: no? Wednesday. We'll we'll be will back be? Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, um, Sunday Tuesday. this week.
0: So, yeah, be ready for that. I'm not, but um, it's going to be a busy week. I'm getting ready to move. I will be moved officially next Wednesday. So the next time you see me, next Wednesday. Uh, so not the next time, but one of the next times you see me.
2: So I'll not be here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is coming Sunday, like a yeah. week from today. Are you going to still have this set up? Or? Yes. Okay. So in between Sunday something. and, and I will not Wednesday, be here Monday the 5th, as I've yeah. said
0: multiple times already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wednesday the 7th. Going to have a different look, I hope. So gotcha. Ready for it. I he's expect gonna be, a he's full beard be, by, at
2: that point then. Yeah. No. No. He's going to be living in as far. I
0: shaved this morning because it was like... So it, it grows, but it's pro- it probably grew to a little less than what Cam's got right now. But it was, like, it's blonde, so it, just, it, it blends in with my skin pretty, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, unless you're, like, close enough to me to actually see it. So I'm, like, tired of it. It was itching, so I was like, you know what? Got rid of it.
2: I think I'm going to do something a little bit different to myself on Wednesday. I might change this up a little bit. Go see. I've got. I was thinking about it. I've got a haircut on Tuesday. Give it a go. Give it a go. It a go. I've had it before. I mean, I just,
0: happens, it grows back, right? So, I yeah. mean,
2: I've, had a, I've had just this goatee part before. And you got handlebars? I'm not doing handlebars, no. I'm <laughs> yeah, not. I'm not Raleigh Fingers or, or, or Dennis Eckersley. I'm not doing that.
0: So. All
2: right. Well, let's uh get the hell out of here. See we'll you, see you Tuesday. Tuesday.